Hey, pardon my take, listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. On today's part of my take, we have Liberty head coach Hugh Freeze, who is going to win Football Guy of the Week for the first week. We will still vote on it and give you your nominees, but he coached a football game from a hospital bed. So we had him call in from that hospital bed and tell us the reasoning behind it and everything that happened on Saturday. We have a recap of the whole weekend of football. We have Football Guy of the Week and all the nominees. We have NFL Cuts, Who's Back of the Week. And hashtag hyphy is back. Ooh. So uh, for people who are longtime listeners, it is a segment we tried a long time ago. We're bringing it back. Before we get to all of that, Pardon My Take is brought to you by the Cash App. The Cash App is the most powerful way to send, spend, and save. You already know the Cash App is the number one finance app in the App Store. What you might not know is that you can also put cash app in your wallet with the cash card it's the only debit card that offers instant rewards and comes packed with premium features not even a credit card can offer like boosts you can get up to 10 percent of your entire purchase at doordash and even save every time you shop at whole foods or target plus more of your favorite places check out all the boosts available to you right from your cash app and then use them instantly when you swipe with your cash card the cash card has no fees and a credit check isn't required to get one just instant savings when you add a boost cash app is also the easiest way to buy sell and deposit bitcoin most bitcoin exchanges take days for a bank transfer to become investable through cash app it takes seconds invest as little as one dollar and boom you own bitcoin welcome to the club Download Cash App now and get your cash card for free. Visit the App Store, Google Play Store now. And of course, when you download the Cash App and enter the referral code BARSTOOL, you'll receive $5 and the Cash App will send $5 to ASPCA. A true win-win. So download the Cash App today. Okay, let's go. It's Pardon My Take, presented by Bar School Sports. Welcome to Pardon My Take, presented by the Cash App. Go download it right now. Use code BARSTOOL and you get $5 to yourself, $5 to the ASPCA. Today is Monday, September 3rd, and football is back again, Hank. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. September 3rd. Labor Day show. Yep, football's back. And the SEC is dead. SEC is pretty much dead. So I think they have, they have to look at getting rid of either Tennessee or Mizzou at this point. Yep. You should become a member. If you lose a week one game against an inferior opponent, you should just become whatever a member of whatever conference that they're from. I, I don't hate that at all. I also uh, – Very relegation, yeah, re- relegation in the EPL. But Tennessee, let's start with Tennessee. 
Oh, boy. Was that fun to watch because now if you're a Tennessee fan, you're probably going to want to just skip, hit that 30-second fast forward. Watching Tennessee fans just sitting there in disbelief, there's something about that week one when you schedule these these uh, smaller schools, you pay them to come into your stadium, mm-hmm. and then they put a whooping on you. And Tennessee, you should have known when the boat called Chances Are sunk in the uh, Tennessee River, I think it is, the Vol Na- Navy. Yep. That should have been a sign right there that this season, it wasn't going to feel like 98. It was going to feel like 1983 when they lost – uh, a home game to a non-power five team. It was a bad omen for sure to get to get the weekend started. The flames were Tennessee orange, and and the orange color and that like checkerboard design that you see. Seeing somebody that's sad wearing that like festive, nice autumnal color, mm-hmm. it hits a little bit different. It's like it's kind of it gives me pleasure to see somebody in pain wearing that color. There's also something so distinct about college football and programs that expect to be great and can't and and they hit these downturns that are just it's like watching a, a a train crash. You just you can't take your eyes away from Tennessee fans being like it feels like 98 or Florida State fans being like, "You know what? We have uh what's his name? Art Briles fail son right, is the right. offensive coordinator." And now we're going to Kendall Bryles, and now we're going to be awesome. And we score 31 points in the first half. Oh, whoops. We forgot to do conditioning tests and got our asses kicked in the second half by Boise State. Yeah. So uh, they actually said that they weren't hydrated enough. Yeah. That, that was Florida State's excuse is that they the boys didn't drink enough water pregame. So they're, they're going to get that fixed. They're going to get that turnaround. It's yeah. an easy fix. When it comes to Mizzou. And when it comes to Tennessee, there's no like, there's no easy answer for any of that stuff. No. but I mean, I was, well, Wyoming, I, the altitude. Yeah, I was a little bit on, and man, those end zones in Wyoming—they're <laughs> so, so confusing. Cool. I love them. They're I love so them. confusing. With the little, uh, the little cowboy on the horse in the background that looks like he's part of a 1970s discontinued cigarette ad. Yep, I love that mascot. I love their helmets. But when it came to Tennessee, it's like that's. I think that fan base has kind of moved on from expect until they get Peyton Manning's like younger nephew that's like an eighth grade that's throwing for four thousand yards a season already. Until he comes to the campus, I don't think that they really have an expectation. I don't know. Listen, if, if Derek Dooley can't bring you home a national title, I don't know if it can be done. Twenty-four point favorites. Uh, I'll say it. Curse of Greg Schiano. Yep. All you crazy uh, Tennessee fans Thank on you. Twitter. Thank you, Big Cat. Led by. Someone, I don't know, uh, decided to oust Greg Schiano before he could even get the job and bring back Phil Fulmer. I just love, and, and I'm sure Tennessee will be good eventually at some point in the rest of their history, but when these teams have these downturns, you saw it with Nebraska. Nebraska's now back. I don't mm-hmm. know if you Oh, that. big time back. Yeah, big time back. But uh, we make the jokes all the time with Texas and Notre Dame. Like, are they back? It's something about these programs that expect that they're going to, you know, like, basically flip uh, flip a switch and be yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's uh, 1985 again. Every time I watch Tennessee now, I just can't help but either think this could be Greg Schiano or this could be John Gruden mm-hmm. on your sideline right now. And and John Gruden's entire complexion and his hair would work so well with that color palette that you got there. Yep. Yeah, I'm just missing it. Or bring back Lane Kiffin. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, I just have a stat for you. Actually, before I do a stat, I wanted to quickly go back to the FSU game. So the Boise State quarterback true freshman wins on the road great second half the most notable thing about him though his brothers did you hear about this no so hank backmeyer is his name his three brothers their names buck tiger and bear that's a fucking football program right there (laughs) buck tiger and bear how pissed are you if you're hank 
No offense. Well, Hank. no. I mean, that's a great name. But I mean, but, that sucks. If your brothers, if you had three brothers named Buck, Tiger, no, and Bear, I, I and mean, you're Hank. In that situation, it's a boy named Sue situation where, you're, where you're always fighting I against. Who the names fact, their, like, no one names their dude, son Idaho Tiger. people. People in the fucking Mountain West. Yes, of course absolutely they do. named Tiger. They basically named their kid whatever the first animal they saw out their window mm-hmm. when they gave birth in a bathtub. All animals that the father has killed at some point. Right. He, he names his son after them so to he, honor their spirit. He killed some badass Hank right before Hank was born. Yeah. Some pussy-ass Hank. No, but seriously, if your name's Hank and your little <laughs> brother's Tiger, Buck, and Bear, you have to almost step out more. You have to you fight. Have to, you have to beat FSU this, in the second half. This is a man that has been searching his entire life of, of some accomplishment that he's had that's been worthy of earning a nickname. So, I don't know. He probably needs a nickname now. How pissed are you that Gator. your parents didn't name you Tiger or Bear? Pretty upset. Yeah. Hank. I mean, Hank's a good name. I like the name Hank, but Ooh, Bear. Bear. Bear Lockwood. Bear Who Lockwood? doesn't want to hang out with Bear Lockwood? <laughs> Buck Lockwood? Buck Lockwood is awesome. Buck Lock- Lockwood sounds like a, a 1970s backup quarterback. Or, or yeah, like a, the uh, the bully from a 1980s movie. Or just a porn Buck star. Buck Lockwood. Here comes Buck Lockwood. Great he's, porn name. He's varsity wrestling. Wearing his leather, leather jacket down the hallway. Buck All right, like so that Buck. was Hank Brock- Brockmeyer. All right, my stat. The Big Ten was twelve and two. Okay. The SEC was nine and five. Okay. That's so just big, the stat. So Big Ten's back. Is now, what you know you're what's saying. you know what's the worst part about the SEC? And I joke like, oh, the SEC's dead. The SEC is going to benefit from the fact that the bottom of the SEC is utter trash. So now Georgia and Alabama and LSU and Texas A&M and Florida, like the top of the SEC, is just going to kick the shit out of the bottom. Mm-hmm. And there's something different about if you if I told you right now. You beat a team like you beat Tennessee fifty six to seven. That seems like a better win than if you beat Rutgers fifty six to seven. Oh, absolutely. There's no question. So it sucks. Be, because Tennessee's still in the back of your head. They're right. like they were good. They'll be back. Team. They have a sweet ass live mascot on the sideline. Feels like ninety eight. Smokey is probably the unborn son, uh, the unborn brother of uh, the Hank Buck and yeah. Snake and whatever the rest of the bear family. <laughs> um, the other thing we had was two of the worst gambling losses you could have in the week one. I mean, I can't believe it happened both of them in week one. Oregon plus three and a half. They were covering for 59 minutes and 51 seconds. And then Northwestern, which is just – this has now become – I think we just call it a Northwestern because it was a virtual replay mm-hmm. of the Ohio State game day night game in Evanston like six years ago where the game's over – and it's always when a team, if you're like the 20 minus, you're just like, fuck, this could happen. This could happen. Please don't, please don't fumble. Please don't intercept this. And then boom, it happens. And they even had a guy that was about to recover it in the end zone. Of course and, they did. And like you saw it coming, as soon as the ball was fumbled, it's like, okay, this is over. I didn't even see the end of that game. We all have like a little mental check sheet during college football Saturday on uh, which one of our bets are already winners and which ones are losers. Yep. That one was firmly in the winners category. I had cashed and that I, ticket. I had, yeah, I did too. I had to find out from Twitter that I had lost it. Yep. And that's the worst feeling ever. And I saw the highlight and everyone's upset about it. I was like, well, I know exactly which camp I fell into on this one. Yep. So uh, bad beats are back. College football's back. The it's Big 12 is back. The though. Big 12. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Dude, now that they got rid of Mizzou, they're back. That 600-pound squatter, man. Jesus. Every time they try to tackle him. He, the people just bounce off of his Can legs. you imagine if, like, for once in the program's history, I mean, they've been a great program, but if they had, if Alabama had a great quarterback like Jalen Hurts, how unstoppable they would be? Like, that's the one knock against him. And he was fucking lighting it up. And Lincoln Riley, I'll say one, th- one bad thing about Lincoln Riley. Go right? ahead. He's very good, but his collarless shirts piss me off. Yeah. 
They don't look good. I see too much of his neck all the time. It looks like a CrossFit type shirt. Put a collar on. Also, Wear a hoodie. Also unfair because he was up against the Swagmaster and That's Dana true. Hogerson, who looks so good when Amazing. he takes, when he pops really that good. visor off. And the, the red hair. really just makes his everything oh, pop. And yeah. he does the cougar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cougar. The, yeah, he he loves this one. Fucking love it. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma. By the way, you think Lane Kiffin's trying to get FAU's hand signal changed to that too? Yes. Probably. Well, no, they have the owl, which might be problematic now. Yeah. So I it's, think that's here's the new Lane the Kiffin. Owl? The new Lane Kiffin is just this the fist. This is the owl. I'm going to fist you. This is the owl. Yeah. For, oh, if you're watching on barstoolgold.com slash PMT, you can see what the owl is. Do owls have penises? Uh, yes, small okay. ones. All right. They're like little drills. That's it. Well, that's why their necks can turn so contortionally so mm-hmm. that they can do other things. Yes. Uh, by oral, the way. oral birds themselves. I, I love Oklahoma football. Their defense has been so bad yeah. in the last however long that uh, they had like one quarter where they were tackling. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. this defense is incredible." They tackled. It's a low bar. In space. It's a low bar. They how much did they hold Houston to? Was it like 31, 31 points? Yeah, they, that's but a, they tackled. That's in a first solid quarter. defensive performance for Oklahoma. I was I was watching the game and I was thinking like Lincoln Riley's such a good head coach that if you're an Oklahoma fan, you almost you have to be like a little bit afraid right now, right? Because how is he really going to stick around there for life? He doesn't seem like a Bob Stoops. I want to make my entire mm-hmm. life in Norman, Oklahoma. I don't know. Especially he's going those gimmicks won't won't play in the NFL. They don't translate when you have a good big boy football. That's how if you ever want to be a uh, a real naysayer online about the genius of Lincoln Riley, just respond to every breakdown of of the Oklahoma plays. Be like, if he had to go up against an NFL D lineman, he'd be fucked. Mm -hmm. If they had to go against a real pass rush and speed, they can't run an RPO or P. He's doing PROs by the way. Well, so pass rush off. He's running some plays that nobody's ever thought about doing, which is faking a pass and then running it afterwards. (laughs) Which is like that's to to a college football coach, (laughs) that's like discovering cold fusion. He did a play where they did a uh, a fake handoff and then a Jalen Hurts rollout that was going to be a run and then a pass. And they did it another way too, where the fake handoff. (laughs) And then a Jalen Hurts rollout with a fake pass, then a run. Chill out, Lincoln Riley. Jesus Christ. Yeah, come on, man. But I do think that there should be, I don't know, some sort of measure in place if you're an Oklahoma fan and you know that you won't be able to keep around for forever. Mm -hmm. Every fan base should be allowed to keep one head coach like locked up and just having them be head coach for life in their little college town. Yes. Like Jesse Pinkman cooking meth and breaking bad at, yeah. at the very end. Just keep him locked up here. He's not going anywhere. Uh, you, but you only get to do it like once every 50 years. You I get like one it. head coach that has to live in a shack. Call it the Bill Snyder rule. I like it. Yeah. yeah. College football is better when you have guys that have been around a program for Forever. long enough to piss off everyone else in the state. Yeah, and they own every cop within 150 miles. Yes, that's what we love about college football. Um, the only, only other notes I had, Justin Fields is awesome, so Ohio State's going to be awesome again. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's going to win the Heisman. That's not biased. No. Uh, and then uh, Bo Nix. Bo Nix, who I didn't think was that great. He, I mean, he's a freshman. He's a true freshman. Plays on the biggest, the biggest game of the weekend, Oregon versus Auburn. Makes the huge throw at the end, which wasn't like some fantastic. It was kind of a jump ball. Mm-hmm. But Bo Nix, the thing I love about college football and especially SEC football, Bo Nix could never play another down in his life, and he'll have a street named after him somewhere in, in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Like it's, that play alone. Well, they already had the play up in the facility, a picture of it. It really helps that his entire name consists of two syllables. It's right. very easy for people in Alabama to just slap that on a sign. And named after, obviously he's the son of, a, of an Auburn player, but also named after Bo Jackson. Can't yep. really be better Can't than beat that. that. That's actually a great governor's name for Alabama. Bo, Bo Nix. Governor Bo Nix. B-E-A-U, though. 
Mm, I don't know. I think uh, I think the boo or or a uh, How do you pronounce that? Boo. Just keep it simple. Two a letters. Buh? Two letters. Very easy to sign. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. Boo. Uh, yeah. Have, have we reached the point next where we're are we officially out on new turnover props? Yes. That so, was totally that almost? happened when Nevada had a turnover uh, towel. I yeah, the turnover <laughs> towel was tough. The um the turnover plank that Kennesaw had last year the best. was pretty sick. The two by four, the best. But they're yeah, it's they're just everywhere right now. Yeah, I'm so too many turnover axe. I think there was a mask. Yeah, there's the mask the, is uh, cool. Oregon State has the chainsaw. Yep, which seems very very dangerous. I like that though. Yeah, that. It, but I, you know what? They probably fucking took. They took they, the chains they, off it. Yeah, yeah, and also like the batteries out of it or some some bullshit. They neutered it. Yeah. yeah. They should actually let you run the chainsaw on the sideline. Yes. They should they should just have a big tree and just slowly chop it down. I like that idea a lot. They should do also just like something for the offensive line. Like a pancake chain. I like the I like all a the block chain. All the turnover chains are so funny because it basically is like how many ways can we give the student athletes something instead of money? Right. But, but it's also we've not already original at all. Like the first one was very original, yeah. and it's like, oh shit, we need yeah. to turn over something. Like right, but how we gave them free Jordans? They get to eat like they get fifty dollars a day to eat. We maybe a couple jumpsuits throughout the season. How about we let them wear a really expensive chain for forty five seconds on national television? Don't forget about the cheese it bowl package that you get That's though. If you true. make it there, just That's a shitload of snacks. I tried to buy a cheese it bowl TCU cheese it bowl championship shirt a couple weeks ago and it was out of stock. Really? Yeah. I mean that's a collector's item right there. Would have been was, nine six. I only had three XL, which would have been I would have had to gain the weight. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, did you see Mike Leach? So Mike Leach gave a press conference. Says he's thinking about going to Area Fifty One when they storm it. <laughs> of course he. Is. I hope he does. Just take the week off. He's got a game that weekend, so he's like, I don't think I'll be able to go. Right. Uh, but I'd really like to listen, Mike. I think at, speaking for the entire United States of America here, I think we will all much rather have you storming Area 51 and documenting your experience than coaching a game against probably against Oregon State. Just that reschedule the game like you do when when the hurricanes come or like any kind of like, oh, well, the lights went out. Mike Leach had to go to Area 51. Yes, everybody will get it. And at the very least, just send the Washington State flag there like on game day. So we see the footage of people like storming it. There's somebody waving it in the back. Right. Does Louisville think we're watching this game live, by the way? Does Louisville think they're going to fucking win this game by kicking field goals? Some of us need the over. It's better than a they're fumble. not going to kick better than field goals to win this game. All right. Uh, should we talk a little NFL? That yeah, was a good college recap. Um, Nathan Peterman is on the IR. Yeah, that's tough. That was a tough break to see, but he'll be back. It's a minor injury. Yep. And Coach Gruden is stockpiling quarterbacks again. He picked up Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah. Who, by the way, Deshaun Kaiser? Uh, someone pulled this. Uh, I saw it on the big lead. Deshaun Kaiser had the worst Patrick Mahomes take of all time. What did he say? He said, uh, n- he was talking about himself before the draft, no one else game plans the way I do. No one else prepares the way I do. No one else knows football the way I do. No one else is as big as I am. No one else is as powerful a runner as I am. Pat Mahomes might throw the ball 80 yards, and I can only throw the ball 72, but I guarantee he can't throw an outright out route the way I can. That's okay. Yikes. Well, I've never seen it because I don't Sean think he, I don't think he's ever played in an actual game. So that the jury's still out on that one. Yes. Yeah, so. uh, that is a pretty bad take, but that like just because he's a bad quarterback, that hasn't stopped John Gruden from signing that player to his team before. I like, think he might have already cut him by the This way. is what he does. He just he he's like Jay Leno for cars. That's what John Gruden is for old quarterbacks with a lot of mileage. Just on him. needs them all in his garage. Yeah, he just loves them. He's he's 
He's like a compulsive guy that collects quarterbacks just because he likes talking to them. He likes yeah. being around quarterbacks. Hey, did you hear about this one? Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty confident if, if Gruden wasn't an NFL head coach, he'd just be a serial killer. Yeah, probably. Is that fair to say? Well, he did do Monday Night Football without killing anyone that we know of. That's true. That's We don't, yeah. Well, jury's still Maybe, out on but that. That kind of is the perfect cover because you get to go city to city. Yeah. Exactly, it's You're perfect. Only there for a couple days. John Gruden should be on the next season of Mindhunter. Yeah. Um, all right, so the other news, we had LaShawn McCoy to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, credit to Leroy. Yep, who was thank right. You. Thank you. It took him a while. Four months in advance, that's fine. The tweet was, he, he's going to get cut as soon as today. Four months accurate. ago. Accurate. Right, accurate. that's all accurate. There was a material change yes. in that they just had to wait four months to do it. Uh, he's on the Chiefs, though, now, which I'm sure he'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Like that feels like an Andy Reid. I just picked him up, and he's going to have a resurgent year. Yeah. And then next year, when everyone's like resurgent, Lashawn McCoy, he'll tear his ACL in training camp. Yeah. So I I noticed that like he was very excited to get to Kansas City. And immediately started saying, "I can't be, I can't wait to be reunited with Big Red." I forget. Did were we calling Andy Reid Big Red before he was on the Chiefs? I think so. He was always big. I red. think he's always been big. Red. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. That was that was one question I had about that. But yeah, he'll um they're just going to do that thing where they throw a shitload of screen passes to him. Yeah. And I'm sure he'll get like a thousand yards receiving. Yeah. And then uh, Paxton Lynch got cut. Shame. Okay. And then the big trade. So Houston. Wait, wait, wait. We're just going to gloss over Kyle yeah, Sloter. Oh, Kyle Sloter. Yeah. What what happened with him? So he got cut, and now the Vikings are cursed. They're cursed this year. Oh, wow. And Kirk Cousins might not win a big game. He won't win a big game. The Vikings, who historically have been clutch in the playoffs, aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year. Kyle Sloter got picked up immediately in Arizona, though. Okay. So he'll be fine. He got a good landing spot Damn. with Cliff Kingsbury. So worried. I'm happy about that, but I'm just officially cursing the Minnesota Vikings for this year. Yeah. Um, I don't, a franchise that has had all the success in the world. Yeah. Do they have a kicker yet? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they do. Um, so, yeah, the Texans were busy, though. They so were. they traded for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills. By the way, Brian Flores, they're going full tank, which is, I don't, it's, impossible. it's very hard for an NFL team to actually say, hey, guys, go out there and kill yourselves and also try to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Brian Flores is doing the, he's he's like most Belichick disciples, he's become a mini Belichick in Miami because, I don't know if you saw, but the report before Laramie Tunsil was traded when it was just you know, out there uh-huh. said that the locker room would riot if Laramie Tunsil was traded because he was like the glue to the locker room. And then he also had the Kenny Stills, Jay-Z thing. Mm-hmm. So Brian Flores has taken all the fun out of Miami and then says, go ahead and lose for an entire year. You're forgetting that they have the best anti-tank defense of all time. And his True. name is Ryan Fitzpatrick, who will win you five games out of the first seven every that, single season. That Ravens minus six and a half is like I'm. I Fellas. am. I am a mouse just walking up and being like, "Look at that huge piece of cheese!" and just grabbing it and mm-hmm. snapping my neck in half. So I will take that bet. No, you're right. It is. It's almost impossible to tank in the NFL, and unless you do it from like a structural standpoint, which it looks like they're trying to do a little bit, just getting rid of all their good players. But like, you're right. No one's going to go out there and not play hard on right. Sunday. So that's that's going to be tough to use. Plus. I always say that, like, in the NFL, if everybody is sure about something, then everybody's always wrong. I invented saying that. Yep. And so that's You think what, the Dolphins are going to be good? I think I think the Dolphins are going to go, like, 6-10, and 7-9. No. I'll take the and under I on think, that. And I think that Daniel Jones is going to be – I've tricked myself into thinking Daniel Jones will be a very good NFL That one I could see happening. Because the Dolphins trade winning the, seven games is the most insane thing I've ever heard. Se- six to seven games for the Dolphins okay. this year. Okay, there we go. Seven games. Mm-hmm. Oof. I don't – 
they're going to win four at most. That would still be an improvement over what most people think right now. But they now. will beat the Pats, like, in Miami. Randomly. Yeah, whenever that mm-hmm. game is. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right, and then also Jadavian Clowney is on the Seahawks, which yes. the Seahawks, I think, and we're gonna do, we'll do our predictions on Friday. Um, I like the Seahawks out of the West before – before Jadavian Clowney got traded there, just because I think the Rams will still make the playoffs, but I think it's very hard to come back from losing in the Super Bowl. It's going to take a little time. I think the Seahawks are going to be a tough, tough team. Like, they, like there will be that story in October. Yeah, they just, Seahawks are back. The problem is they just don't have anybody to throw the ball to. Doesn't matter. They don't Russell have any Wilson wide receivers. That good. They've got Tyler Lockett. I think he's the Lockett they still have. No, they right? they, uh, they, have two they drafted Metcalf. Yeah, but he's hurt. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Metcalf isn't playing. Right. Said. But, Never mind. But I do think that defense is all – Jadavion Clowney is a guy that is going to get Pete Carroll's gumdraw really going. And he's, he's playing for a contract. And he's playing for a contract. And as long as Seattle Seahawks have at least two guys on that defense with sick dreadlocks, their championship window is still open. Correct. They just look like the same Seahawks. Correct. And I'm always going to be like – fr- I would be afraid to play against them. Yes. Um, all right. Should we do our football guy? I'll tell you what. If this fucking over – they scored 28 points in like five minutes. Don't laugh, Liam. There's a lot of football to be played. I hate football. We got 11 minutes, 45 seconds left. We're fine. I don't have the over, but I hate football. we're fine. All right. Uh, let's do our football guy of the week. So, first up, we have – the nominees are – Liberty head coach Hugh Freeze, who we have on the show today, he coached from a hospital bed. Yeah, and that's going to be impossible to beat. Impossible. It was pretty much dying. The football guy of the year moment in week one. The visual of him sitting in the, that hospital bed in that window was so fucking funny. And then the the press conference after with all of the reporters sitting there while he Skyped in. Uh-huh. Was incredible. I gotta wonder, did anybody think to position his bed so that he was facing the field during the game, so that he did, he wasn't looking over his shoulder the entire time? So, oh my god, it was so so good. I could, I mean, the whole thing, the, the thumbs we'll up get to with it. Dino yeah. Babers at the end. Yeah, we're gonna get to it with you, Freeze, when he comes on. By the way, Dino Babers just putting this in the tickler file. I was gonna say this anyways before we interviewed Coach Freeze, and he brought it up a couple times. Dino Babers might be leading the league right now in terms of the amount of times you have to say the word classy when yeah, you oh, discuss yeah. him. Yes. He is the class. Like, Tony Dungy was the classy guy for forever in the NFL. Dino Babers is the classiest of the class head coach in college football. He also just has a winning name. Dino Babers. Mm-hmm. It's either a winning football coach or, like, the neighbor of Fred Flintstone. Yeah, I was going to say – I was actually going to say a cartoon dinosaur. <laughs> one of those. That has, like, a list. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. Um, all right, the next one we have is LSU quarterback Joe Burrow, who Coach O, our friend, uh, said that he smashes his head against the wall before every game to get himself pumped up. Yep, the old Gus Ferrat is yes. what we know that as. Yes. Uh, that doesn't surprise me about Burrow. No. Burrow's a big headbutt guy. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, most guys growing up, they have at least one or two friends that are headbutt friends that usually it's like pretty inappropriate and annoying to be around them. But if you're wearing a football helmet, then it's cool. Also, maybe the most badass thing that anyone could ever do in like a bar fight is oh, yeah. go straight to the headbutt. Straight headbutt. Straight headbutt. Yep. That is the coolest thing you can do. Uh Oklahoma coach Shane Beamer gets stitches between his eyes after headbutting a player during a TD celebration. Look metal as fuck. Another headbutt yeah. uh, guy. And then we had Ohio freshman offensive lineman named Parker Titsworth, and he wears number sixty nine. And that's it. That's yeah. That's it. That's I mean that that under nor- normal circumstances that should be good enough for at least second place. We need to get a Titsworth jersey up here. Yeah, just no because we like the player. Right. 
Right, yeah. because we, we're big Ohio prospect, State fans. Yeah, yeah, on our on our side. And then we also had honorable mention. You mentioned this one. Wyatt Teller from the Bills got traded to the Browns before Thursday night's game and still wanted to play in the last game for the Bills, uh, which I don't do that, dude. He was just confused. He was like, <laughs> do I? Okay, I know I was traded, but do I still get to play? Yeah, imagine he gets like hurt in that and then doesn't get the guaranteed contract on Labor Day and all that shit. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Come He's on. Smarter. I don't know. I, to me, there, there's something awesome about a guy that just like with his he, brothers one last time. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm I'm here. You might as well roll me out there one more time. Right. Let's go to war. Um. All right. So that's our football guy of the week. We're gonna put that up for a poll. Everyone vote. Uh. As a reminder, every single week, whoever wins, we're gonna try to get on the show. If you can help, please help. We have Hugh Freeze on the show because we figured he'd win. But going forward, if you could help us at all, get the football guy of the week. We had a good run. The last couple of years. Yeah. We even got the dog from the Boise State kickoff dog. That was amazing. That was incredible. Um, so vote for it and then send us uh, any help getting the winner. Uh, okay, who's back of the week? Before we get to Coach Hugh Freeze, Hank, get us going. Uh, okay, I have a few. The oh, good. first one is rookie hazing. So Pussification okay. of America has been kind of you know taking it away. People are scared to do rookie hazing. They don't want to do it anymore. Tom Brady, man of the people. Brought it back. Oh, I saw this. He, uh, Chase Winovich has like long PFT type ponytail hair, uh-huh. and he brought a pair of scissors up to him on the sideline and started cutting it. There you go. Did he donate it to Locks I don't know. for Love? I'm sure he did. Probably, yeah. That'd be great. It was a pretty funny prank. Mm-hmm. Did he actually? He actually did cut it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he just did the whole like pretend to cut it and then just show the scissors. But that also, do you think the minute I saw that video, I was like, well, they're both Michigan guys, so he probably can't be mad. Like not even well, the he and, can't I be mad. No, Tom Brady. I feel like you. Can, I feel like it's he did that because he's a Michigan guy. Yeah. Well, I also it's feel like, like Michigan like, guys always stick together and, and pretend that it's nineteen oh four. I don't think Chase a rookie like is going to get mad at the greatest quarterback of all time. Well, there, doing there's anything that, time. but also like Michigan men, they are very much like a high and tight haircut type of program. True. The Yankees. So yeah. So hey, cut those sideburns, Mattingly. Yeah. Not looking good for Louisville, by the way. Notre Dame just scored. We need one more touchdown for the over. Uh, the Joker is back. Mm-hmm. Both the uh, movie, a lot of people are talking about the reviews of the movie being better really, not. really good. Mm-hmm. You and better not do what you're doing. What else, Hank? Quit. Apparently, I, apparently, you can retire from tennis in the middle of the game. Uh, it's called having like, a yeah. shoulder injury so bad that he couldn't even walk. How does yeah. that not come out before the game the, starts? Because match, he, whatever because the fuck you, you want to call it. Because it got worse and worse as he lost the first two sets, idiot. It's tough to battle back from a shoulder injury after you're already going to lose. Right. You That's lose tough. the first two sets, yeah. and then it's like, ow, Do my we have fucking a, um, arm really hurts. Guess what? He also probably wanted to let Nadal and fucking... Rafa, no, that's same yeah, guy. same guy. Rafa uh, and Federer. Federer and they can play w- in the finals. Rinka can play each uh-huh. other, and like one of you idiots can win while the goat rests up his shoulder. Do we have a uh, Doug Gottlieb take yet about another millennial retiring early because of a shoulder? No, that's it. That I'm be, waiting for yeah, that. Come on, Doug. He should, he's probably, copycat league. He's probably a sticky fingers. Gottlieb probably out there. <laughs> Stealing something, <laughs> like grab. Imagine if Gottlieb was the was the was the uh, tennis the ball boy at the U.S. Open and just fucking stuffed all the balls in his pockets or, during the game. Or if Gottlieb, everyone's like, "Dude, where, I want to serve the ball." He's like, "I don't have any." And his his pants are just. He's wearing like uh, 
the cargo pants with like eight different pockets. And he's like, I don't have any. He's just stuck full of balls. He's, yeah, got he's got a backpack. He's got a clown car filled with, filled with tennis They're balls. They're under his he's got hat. Outside. He's got like the They're Pharrell hat. And he's just got yeah. tennis balls inside. Doug Gottlieb it. should be the Joker. He just loves to watch the world burn by oh. stealing inconsequential shit. Maybe he'll still, he'll steal this take. Oh, and then my final who's back is feel good scholarship stories. Okay. The Nevada freshman hit a last second 56-yard field goal yes. to beat Purdue. And then in the celebration Big in the locker room back. after he was, it is. he gave him a scholarship, which is like, yeah, that seems like a spur of the moment type scholarship. Yeah, where yeah, like the the coach woke up the next morning like, with a big scholarship hangover. Like, oh no, what did I do? Yeah. Something about Nevada, <laughs> by the way. Nevada. At Nevada, <laughs> every, I gave him a scholarship. Every time I watch a game in Nevada, I don't know what they do. They just release like trash in the air, and it just blows everywhere. Every single time you watch a game there, the wind. It was just trash. Are you talking about on their passing the, game? No, no, no. I'm talking about their actual trash on the field. It looks like someone just ran a ticker tape parade like five minutes before the game started, uh-huh. and it's all game long, and it's every time I watch Nevada. I need to watch more Nevada home games then. CBS Sports. The uh, That's like – it's Wyoming, Nevada. Uh-huh. Like all those Mountain West teams, I just feel like they're just ingrained in my, that's in my just, brain. That's just the, the trash blowing in from Burning Man. The, yeah. That's like embers from the man that got all the cool fire. people. Uh, is that it, Hank? Okay. All right. Uh, My who's back of the week is giant tennis balls at the U.S. Open. A tradition unlike any other. It's the only time that you ever see it, but for some reason, everybody that attends the U.S. Open walks around with a giant fucking tennis ball that they get everybody to autograph, and then they get home and they're like, shit, what do I do with this huge tennis ball? Yeah, and who are half these people? That I'll never use for the rest of my life. I don't even have a place in my apartment to put this because I live in New York. Yeah, and who's this guy who signed it who makes like $30,000 a year traveling around and losing in tennis matches? Right, it's just one of those things that you see. It's kind of it's like a turkey leg at a state fair. If you, you see somebody else walking around with it, you're like, oh, I should get one of those I gotta while have I'm one. here. I got to yeah. have one, so I guess I'll buy a big fucking tennis ball. Okay. That's it, because I like that. my other one was going to be uh, John Gruden, but we oh. already discussed him. Okay. By the way, if Triggs is listening to this, can you draw a picture of uh, Doug Gottlieb, which is stuffed with tennis balls everywhere? <laughs> Thanks. Um, my who's back is Hurricane Innovation. That guy, that guy looks exactly like the dude in my avatar. I think it's the same oh, person. Yes, yes, yes. I, I really do. If you can put them side by side, I'm like 90% sure that if it's not the same guy, it's an idea that the dude in my avatar has thought of before. Okay, so play the clip right here. Can't see how they haven't come up with some kind of way to com- combat these storms yet. They keep saying, oh, you know, two days ago, three days ago, oh, it's at this, but it's going to hit all this warm weather, all this warm weather and warm water. We have a Navy. Why don't the Navy come and drop ice in the warm water so it, that it can't get going as fast as it's going? There's got to be ways to combat this instead of just pointing at the thing and saying, well, it's, uh, now it's getting worse. Yeah, we know it's getting worse, but you tell us. Oh, it's the warm weather. Oh, it's the wind. Well, we have an Air Force. Drive some Air Force planes around to get the winds going the opposite way. Get the Navy to go in circles to fight it the other way. Hurricane Innovation is fully back because every time there's a, uh, a hurricane, it feels like a lot of ideas come out there, and we haven't tested any of them. So this guy liked uh, dropping ice into the water. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, like icing the hurt? Like, yeah, no, take, I, it, take a knee and chug yeah, you, yeah. little bitch. He's like, they talk about this warm water. Why don't we just ice it? Uh-huh. Uh, flying the Air Force at the hurricane to 
reverse the wind patterns. I think that was like an issue of Superman, the comic book. I just, I just know that it, it, it feels like hurricanes are at the point where like we should solve it. Why don't we just windmills? Yeah, on the coastline, windmills, or just good build one. a giant blow dryer, also on the one. east coast of Florida, or just ice it. Just get maybe get one of those icebergs that everyone's crying about and bring it down. Just to Florida, just, to, just, just tow it down. Yeah, tow it down. Ooh, why don't we just uh, we'll just cover it in saran wrap first, and then bring it down. Okay, so More it plastic, so it doesn't ocean. spoil. Yeah, yeah. Just or we could send a bunch of Tennessee football fan ships at it and yes. just light the hurricane on fire. Yes. What would yes. happen if you parachuted into the eye of the hurricane? Uh, Dude, you'd probably you'd get so laid afterwards when you have a great story to tell. By the way, there's a meteorologist who, but like, there's nothing going on in the center of it. It's the eye. Yeah, it's the eye. So if you, like, you know they show the, the views from space? Like, if you fell straight into the eye, would you even get wet? Fellas. No. Uh, no. No, you wouldn't. There's no there's no rain there. I love looking at aerials of hurricanes. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to say, like, fuck the hurricane. Yo, b- so big I, time. I want to make sure that we're, hurricanes. Yeah, we, we're disavowing hurricanes. We're actually selling Bahamas Strongs 100% of proceeds. There we go. 100% we proceeds go to the Bahamas to help them in their rebuilding and recovery efforts. Anti-Nazi, so. anti-hurricanes. Yes. Yeah. But hurricane, hurricane science is back in a big way. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't see a problem with just flying the Air Force. I know he didn't really, like, think through that idea. Well, he's fully, an ideas guy. But flying the Air Force directly at something, I mean, it. we don't know if it doesn't work until we try it. Correct. Correct. And icing a hurricane, same thing. Bombing a hurricane. That uh, is okay, Geostorm. So, but so yes. there's that Geostorm idea. You ever see the movie Outbreak? What yeah. if we drop the bomb from Outbreak that sucks everything in? That works, too. The giant vacuum bomb. A big net. I might have invented the vacuum Maybe the bomb nets part. that they refuse to put up around uh, Major League Baseball parks so kids just keep like getting beamed by balls. That's put a good that idea over too. hurricane. Because yeah. you're not using it. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, let's get to Coach Hugh Freeze. This over's not gonna hit. All right. Before we do that, a word from Velveeta. So Velveeta is back. Only Velveeta delivers extra creamy cheesiness, especially perfect for your tailgate or game day party, making those dishes you already making even better by using Velveeta. And guess what? Velveeta, it's not just the mac and cheese that you love. You also can make some queso. There's some delicious dishes. It is football season. It is tailgate season. And Velveeta has it all. So you got to check them out. Only Velveeta can deliver that creamy, cheesy goodness with uh, Velveeta, and nothing melts like Velveeta. Nothing melts like Velveeta. PFT, you love Velveeta. I love eating those creamy cheese in the fall time. Velveeta makes the creamiest mac and cheese. Velveeta melts the creamiest. And Velveeta's got a deal for you. Velveeta is giving fans an opportunity to win an all-inclusive trip for four to the SEC championship game and thousands of instant prizes. Check out scorewithvelveeta.com for details. Listen, when the when the weather turns, there's nothing better than pulling up to a tailgate and having just a big fucking bowl of mac and cheese and then maybe a little queso. And you can do that with Velveeta. It is the perfect tailgate snack. So go check it out, Velveeta, and win that free prize. Fans, opportunity to win an all-inclusive trip for four to the SEC Championship game and thousands of instant prizes. Check out scorewithvelveeta.com for details. Uh, okay, PFT, you want to talk to me quickly about Stitch Fix, right? Yes, yes. Personal style, Big Cat, as we often say, is like a fingerprint. Everyone has their own. And whatever your style, the expert stylists at Stitch Fix are ready to help you express yourself. Not all clothes are a fit for all men. With Stitch Fix, your personal stylist will send you clothing that makes you look your best. It's less one size fits all, and it's more this fits your style. 
Stitch Fix, is, if you don't know already, it's an online personal styling service that delivers your favorite clothing brands right to your door. To get started, you just go to stitchfix.com slash PMT. You answer some questions about your preferred style. I told him I like sweatpants. I like jeans that feel like sweatpants. I like sweatshirts that feel like sweatpants. I just like being comfortable all the time in everything that I wear. And every month they send me a sweet-ass box. And I love the stuff that Stitch Fix sends me. With Stitch Fix, everyone can look their best. They have solutions for men, women, and kids all over the U.S. and now the U.K. So to all our British listeners out there, a British listeners will fix you up with some clothing right proper. There's no commitment required, and you only pay for what you keep. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. Plus, the $20 styling fee is automatically applied towards anything you keep from your box. You'll never have to think about looking good again with Stitch Fix. And to get started today at stitchfix.com slash PMT, you will get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box that they send you. That's stitchfix.com slash PMT. And now, Coach Hugh Freeze. Okay, we now welcome on what we assume will be the football guy of the week going away because it was one of the all-time greatest football guy moves we've ever seen. It is Coach Hugh Freeze, the coach of Liberty. Coach, we got to start with uh, just a basic, how are you feeling? Because you coached in a hospital bed. (laughs) Yeah. I've had better days, Big Cat. It's uh, it's been a tough two weeks, you know. I haven't been on the practice field in 16 days, and that's uh, just misery to me. Uh, thanks to our IT department, I do get to watch it live and kind of communicate with our coaches via walkie-talkies. But it's uh, certainly not the same, and it's been this difficult and disappointing that it happened this time of year. Uh, I'm really uh, anxious. I've got a. I'm gonna get a uh, a report. Uh, tomorrow or Wednesday from the doctors as to whether or not they're going to try to do another procedure to ease some of the the the, plant, the pain that I'm having in the, in the lower back. But I'm hopeful I don't have to do that because that would really be another setback. And, you know, what really happened was the staph infection somehow got to my spine and kind of had its way with one of those lower discs. And now I think the operation was successful. The staff is under control, but for some reason, my body is uh, retaining a lot of fluid in that area, which is causing, um, you know, the spine, I mean, the nerves there to be irritated, and they may have to go in and drain some of that, I'll know, in the next few days. But but we're praying that it's, that it's going to be good news, and I can get back on the practice field in a week or so. Yeah, we hope so, too, Coach. This is uh, PFT here. I, I was curious when I saw you up there uh, coaching the game, did it occur to you that maybe you should sit this one out, like maybe the doctors would, would like you to take it a little yeah. bit easy? Yeah, it, it, uh, it's been a back and forth um, with, with the doctors and I on, on that, and it really it had, it, had it been uh, anything where I would have had to sit in a chair or stand, there's no way I could have done it. And the Liberty uh, – Liberty IT and engineering departments came to the, uh, I'm staying in a hotel room across from campus so that I have everything live feed uh, to me. And they came to me and said, coach, we've got an idea. We think we can uh, cut out a, a part of a wall and, and put a hospital bed for my medical medical school in there and, <laughs> and lay you down. And, and you know, when, when that, cause I'm very comfortable laying down cause there's no pressure on, on that area. And, you know, when they said that, I just, you know, I feel like I owe it to our kids and coaches if I can add some type of value to to be there for them. Man, I'm going to do anything possible 
that doesn't uh, set me back. And so I talked to the doctors, and when I told them that I would be laying down on the bed, they, uh, I don't know if it was reluctantly, but they said that, that, that they would agree with that. And, and so I, I just, that was the only possible way that I could have been there. So the I, I'm a huge wrestling fan and late 90s WWE, and I have to say that you getting wheeled in in the wheelchair and then doing the press conference beforehand uh, <laughs> from the hospital bed, it felt like Stone Cold Steve Austin was going to pop out of that that uh, that hospital, you know, or whatever room you were in, and start hitting you with a bedpan. Did you at any moment yeah. were you like, "This is a little <laughs> absurd," or were you just like, "I'm here to coach football"? No, you know, it. Uh, I, I'm, I also am an old wrestling fan. I don't watch it anymore. But when when The Rock and Stone Cold and those guys were doing it, I. I was uh, into that too, and I can visually see exactly what you were thinking. <laughs> and then, and truthfully, truthfully, I really thought I was going to coach football. And then, when all of the interviewing started from it, and and, and me looking like I'm just th- that was a little over the top for me. I, I didn't, but I didn't quite know how to say no to uh, to you know the people that always do the pregame, and then. You know, our IT department had it hooked up where I could do the pregame talk from there and then talk to our players at halftime and postgame. That was pretty neat. But uh, the interviewing and then doing the press conference from there, did it did feel a little bit over the top. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to assume there was maybe a little bit of, I don't want to say, uh, like, helplessness that, that sat in, but you're up there in the booth and, you know, you're used to be on the sidelines where you can scream at the officials and all that stuff. So you're missing out on, like, a little bit of the normal game day experience. Did you find yourself, you know, trying to yell at the refs, uh, trying to, like, uh, get get involved like you normally would? Or is that kind of an interesting, like, uh, I, I guess something a little bit different that you had to adjust to? No, it felt totally uh, out of out of place for me. I, I didn't feel it feel at home. I didn't feel uh, almost uh, surreal, like it wasn't a real game. Um, it was totally different. You know, I've never been in the press box uh, and and called a game, and it did it did feel quite different. You know, I've got a great staff that's uh, done a great job preparing, and then. You know, what we just, you know, obviously we didn't play very well on offense and give Syracuse a lot of credit for that. I think they're a very good defensive football team, but we uh, we had our chance to get a few points early on in the, in the first half and missed both opportunities to do it. And from there, it was pretty downhill. But, but my, it just, it just really seemed odd to me and hard to see because of the angle of the bed. Uh, to see everything that was going on, so it was uh, something I'm not. I really hope I never have to do again. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I mean, it proved in football guy fashion. Like you will lay in a hospital bed while you're coaching football. That's that's kind of the mantra of the football guy. Yeah, he basically well, goes man, to look, end, hey, the end of the earth to coach I, football. That's right. Well, I mean, I set out. You know, I mean, I, I've waited a long time for this opportunity, and man, I told my players when I saw him. Um, it will take uh, it will take a lot to keep me from being there, and I wanted to just make sure I proved that to them. Mm-hmm. We also got to give you credit for the post game press conference, which um, <laughs> I have to admit I laughed because it's just the visual of people sitting in a press room and then you're skyping in or or teleconferencing yeah. in, but you holding the Coke Zero, I think it was whatever the Liberty uh, official hey. drink is. That was yeah. a nice touch by you. That's- 
I'm glad you noticed that and pointed oh, yeah. that out. You know, I see Nick Saban doing that all the time with his Coca-Cola, so I figure I better get Coke Zero in <laughs> for the Liberty, uh, you know, that we're a Coke Zero team. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, I got to admit, I was rooting for you guys because I wanted to see how you might handle the uh, a post-game Gatorade shower uh, from your bed if there was a, a protocol in place. I would have. I would have let them. Uh, I would have let them put what it, pour whatever they wanted to on me, <laughs> had we won. And uh, you know the the very the interesting thing, and I'm glad no one got it on camera is is the the fact that I had to have a pee break and I couldn't move out of the bed. And that was quite interesting to see my coaches. You know they didn't know they had signed up for that. Yes. Uh, when they <laughs> when they tried to help me get get. That was about the middle of the third quarter. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so wait, yeah, so wait, did we they, had, they shield it? Did they shield the windows? They, How did they, they do it? Well, they, they, they finally got the shield up because I was begging, man, somebody please shield it, but I can't hold it any longer. <laughs> and you're still coaching through the whole thing. Um, I coached through the whole thing. Yeah, so I, I have to also ask, the, the the end of the game, when you gave the thumbs up to Dino Babers, coach of Syracuse, and he gave you a little – it was basically a handshake – from 400 feet away or whatever it was if for some reason we've seen games where coaches maybe don't agree at 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 the 50 yard line after a contentious game if that had been a contentious game what is it like do you get do you you throw them the you know flip them the bird what do you do (laughs) you gotta you gotta do something different right you know i i would have done the same he would have to he's a class act and you know he just uh you know, if it had been contentious, uh, the the way probably would have been a little shorter for both of us. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it wouldn't have been anything that he had done or I had done. It would just probably would have been uh, some calls that we didn't agree with or didn't go our way. And I don't think you, you hold that personal toward the uh, opposing coach. And, you know, I thought what he did was a very classy gesture. I'm glad I saw it because I was kind of trying to, who can help me get out of this bed? And my operations guy said, hey, look, Dino's uh, – motioning to you so i'm so glad i saw it and mm-hmm. i texted him after the game and just told him uh, what a class act i thought it was and i appreciate him wishing luck and he did the same for us i also noticed that you were you were wearing your game day full attire on the sidelines you had the shoes on in the bed um for me if i'm laying down didn't have the, didn't have the pants on though i couldn't get them on i tried <laughs> that was way too difficult yeah oh coaching in your underwear that's a fantastic move well you... no I had, I had i had khaki shorts on. Oh, okay, yeah okay. which is a great backup plan yeah. I, I mean you looked like you were ready yeah. to get down on the sidelines there i just i've never laid in bed with shoes on i don't think and uh but i saw you and i was like that's how i would do it if i was coaching a football game yeah i, I had to wear my game day shoes they were they were dressed to me by nike yeah. Um, all right. I got a question for you, uh, Coach Freeze, because it's yeah. through the football guy years and everything we've talked about. One of my favorite moves of all time was something you did at Ole Miss, and that was the fake funeral. Can you talk us through that? Because that's a legendary <laughs> football guy move. Yeah, that one got that one got to quite uh, quite blown out of proportion a little bit. You know, I, there was never any casket. There was never any. Uh, <laughs> any funeral attire it was simply a slideshow on the on the big screen of at my funeral this is what i would like for my wife to say about me my kids to say about me my players to say about me my friends to say about me and then i went from there on how do i get there because all of us make mistakes all of us have have things that we are not quite proud of and so how how do you make the most of the time that you have remaining uh, to make sure if if this is what I want said about me, you know how do I do it? So if this is my funeral, you know what is my wife going to say today, and what are my kids going to say, and what are my players going to say? So 
it was more of uh, of me having a conversation about that than what it kind of uh, grew to be. Okay, well, I'll put my hand up. I probably had a part in uh, making it a bigger than it was, but I you would like probably started that, didn't you? Yeah, I would like to live. I, I think when I first read the story, I was like, uh, Coach Freeze had all his players show up to the practice facility, and there was just a casket there, and his assistant coach said, Coach Freeze died last night. Yeah, that, that's no truth to any of that. Damn. All right. <laughs> We're hoping it was like a Viking funeral type thing where they just they wheeled a casket out onto the 50-yard line, set it on fire, and said, you killed your coach because yes. you didn't play hard enough. Yeah. That, that's, that, see, y'all are definitely WWE fans. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so along those same lines, is there anything else that you've done uh, through your years of coaching that has helped motivate the team, something maybe a little outside the box like a fake funeral? I haven't. Uh, let's see. I'm sure there's there are some things. I did take a team through a uh, through this. Uh, we probably can't do this anymore, but we we did this uh, army deal relay race through this swamp. Uh, it was quite interesting. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and and it was a lot of fun. But uh, I don't know if I've done too many other things that are quite out of the box. Yeah, I uh, mean, coaching in a in a hospital bed is pretty out of the that's, box. That's Not pretty that you meant there. to do that, yeah. but. You just kind of take uh, what, I, what I life throws at you. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I heard that a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, my old colleague Ben Carson, helped you uh, to identify that maybe you were dealing with a serious medical issue. Is that, was there any truth to that? I'll tell story? you what, uh, you know, you've done your homework. And, you know, I'd been in the hospital two days, and, and, um, and really we weren't sure exactly what was going on because. I mean, I'd been at eight straight practices of fall camp and, you know, running around wild, man, excited to be back out there in no pain at all. And after practice eight of a scrimmage, um, I'm sitting in the film room with our coaches and going over it and with our players and didn't have the walkthrough. And all of a sudden, you know, my back just starts getting really tight. And by the time I got home, I told Jill, you, you got to help me to bed. And uh, the next morning, I couldn't walk. And so we got to the hospital and had no pain in my legs or, or anything, but in total spasms if I even moved. And so I wasn't really sure what was going on. And they uh, they did a little epidural, hoping that would ease it. It didn't phase it. And that was day two. And that's when I called the Jerry Falwell and just said, you know, I, I'm not sure what's going on, but I. I'm hopeful you have some contacts in the medical field that uh, can help us. And, man, it wasn't 10 minutes that my wife was on the phone with Ben Carson. And, and I think he may have been one of the first to say, you know what, this may be uh, this may be some type of uh, a infection or an attack on a, on a disc or something and, and not necessarily a disc issue. Mm-hmm. And so then we immediately started saying, well, where can we get him to handle that? And, and again, Dr. Jerry Falwell uh, was able to get one of the top. Uh, ben was was willing to help us, but getting to Johns Hopkins in the pain I was in was a very difficult task. And so the next best option that they recommended was uh, another top surgeon that does this, uh, Dylan Elagala, and he he's in Scottsdale, Arizona. And Dr. Falwell flew him into UVA. He has uh, surgical rights there, and. Man, I'm just thankful. He came in. He spent five minutes with me, saw me. He says, you've got some type of infection in your spine, and we've, we've got to get in there right now. And, um, you know, the next morning, 7 a.m., we went in, and sure enough, it was uh, somehow got staph in my bloodstream, and it attacked that area. And 
and thank God uh, they got in there fast enough so it didn't go anywhere else. All right, well, we we hope you uh, you start feeling better pretty soon here. Um, I I had one more question about kind of the the protocol afterwards. I always see football coaches they get the state trooper escort after the game, you know, out to do the handshake. Was there? Did you get the state trooper escort out of the press box when they were wheeling? I, out? I, had, I had the I had the chief of, a chief of police uh, for for our university took care of me. Good. Sure <laughs> All right, I got one last question. It's our SeatGeek question. You want to go to a, a college football game this year, put in uh, promo code TAKE, you get $10 off your SeatGeek purchase. So you did the hospital bed. You said you don't want to ever do it again. Uh, if you, I think what next week you're going down to Louisiana. What, what, happens Louisiana. If, what happens if the doctor says you got a coach in a wheelchair or with an IV bag you know, next to you? Are you doing that on the sideline? <laughs> oh, man. Uh-huh. If he says I can do that, I will be there. I know I'll get talked about again and made fun of again, but I'll do that for my kids and team if we can do it. I am going to listen to them, though. I want to get well for the long term, and we're going to have a big conversation on Thursday, I know, and kind of see where things are. But if if he says that's permissible, you'll you'll be talking about me again. Okay, maybe tossing a fake funeral. Just throw it in there. Maybe so. Yeah, maybe yeah. So. really do it this Just time, be yeah. like, hey, listen, I was in a hospital bed, and just be like, actually, this is the perfect time. You can have one of your assistant coaches be like, hey, guys, uh, we didn't score, oh, you know on, we didn't score on Saturday. Coach Freeze died. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if I have many more Saturdays where we don't score many, I, I'll be, you'll have to be – I'll be on suicide watch probably. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, you, here's what we can do. Uh, you can bury the hospital bed. Oh. Put that behind you. You know, a lot of, a lot <laughs> of coaches out of the football. Burn you, it. Yeah, you've buried burn some it. footballs, I would assume, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you got I could, I could burn the hospital bed and then come out with a steel chair. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. Uh, all right, Coach Freeze, rest up. Hopefully you feel better, and congratulations on winning the Week 1 Football Guy of the Week. It's a big award, and uh, we'll send you something in the mail. We've been saying that to everyone. We've never sent anything, but maybe you'll be the first one. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much. All right, all right thanks, thanks, Coach. Coach. You know, people often refer to me as the messiah of sexual health. Many people do. The shepherd guiding your genitals into an STI-less future. The lord of unintended pregnancy prevention. The deliverer of the best safe sex advice on the market. The savior of safety. The liberator of inhibitions. The muse of making love. And we're back here. We're talking about safe sex. No matter if you're calling them rubbers, johnnies, jimmies, love gloves, cock socks, raincoats, sausage casings, lambskins. I call them cummies. It doesn't matter because there's only one condom brand that we here at Barcel trust for that, and it's Trojan Condoms. It's not just us. They're the number one most trusted brand in America. There's no other brand out there that we would allow anywhere near our sexual parts or trust like we do than Trojan Condoms. So have fun. Stay safe. Make sure you grab yourself some Trojan Condoms. That interview was also brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. When I talk about Dollar Shave Club, I can't stress enough the quality of their products. They've spent years developing, crafting, refining everything. They have everything that you need to look, feel, and smell your best. You name it, they have it, and I use it. I've been a Dollar Shave Club member for years. I love getting their refills on toothpaste all the time. I don't have to worry about going to the store and running out of toothpaste, squeezing out the end of that tube, trying to get the very dregs of it. I've got myself on a schedule and Dollar Shave Club is there to help me with all of it. They send you the executive razor, their shave butter. They've got prep scrub and dew. I love Dollar Shave Club. And as amazing as their stuff is, Dollar Shave Club is way more than just razors. They have everything you need head to toe. They've got everything for the shower, 
for the shave to style your hair, brush your teeth, and yes, even wipe your tuchus. And Dollar Shave Club can keep you automatically stocked up on the products that you use. You get whatever you want, whatever you need it, whether that's once a month or a few times a year. I never have to waste time at a store wondering if what I'm getting is any good because at Dollar Shave Club, I know what I'm getting is nothing but the highest quality. And right now, you can put the quality of Dollar Shave Club's products to the test. Their ultimate shave starter set has basically everything you need for an amazing shave. The executive razor, the shave butter, prep scrub, and post-shave dew. The best part is you can try it for just 5 bucks. And after that, the restock box ships regular-sized products at regular prices right to your door. So get your ultimate starter set for just 5 bucks at dollarshaveclub.com slash PMT. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash PMT. Okay, let's do some segments. Um, Notre Dame's not going to hit this over. They're going to run this out. Yeah, but Louisville's going to cover, which is nice. Yeah, but... What? Oh, breaking moves. Breaking moves, Hank. What do you got? What do you got? It's kind of not really breaking. I just forgot to mention it, but... White Panda, the <gasps> remix masters. Yes. This entire month, the month of September. My favorite. It's going to be White Panda month. They made a bunch of Take On Me remixes. They're all, I mean, we've had some good ones over the years, but these ones are all extremely high quality. So we're going to put one on the end of each episode for the entire month, I think. Yes, so, thank you, White Panda. Shout out to White Panda. Thank you. I'm there. I mean, I've, I've heard them all, so I'm excited, but I'm excited for everyone to listen to them week by week. They're White really Panda, they're so fucking good. And I, that was actually one of the most random follows that I got that I was like, Oh, fuck yes. Because it happened a couple years ago, but uh, Barely Legal. If you've never... They're like year-long remixes that they used to put out. Do they still do those? They, I mean, 2016, I think, was the last one I remember. But So good. The best. The best. So shout out to the guys from White Panda. Go listen to them right now. Um, okay. First up is... That Pat- about to be right. Chocolate milk for real. Covering the tits real good. Damn. Nailed good it, job, Hank. Hank. Is, Pat Riley, is Pat Riley dead yet? Pat Riley was trending. I thought he died. He did not. He did not die. Thank God. And that was his Pat Riley dead yet. He's as alive as he's ever been. He was on a boat with Dwayne Wade, dressed like a pirate, Uh dancing. Cutting an absolute rug. And, uh, yeah, he's just uh, one of those guys who, as he gets older, he's cooler. Yeah, he looks awesome. And and with Dwayne Wade, it's one of these situations where a guy retires, and now he just hangs out with other retired people. So, like, once you... Once you stop working, I feel like you don't really have an age anymore. You're just like, he's now Dwayne Wade's an old guy. Right. Pat Riley has to be, and it's not Mount Rushmore season anymore, but has to be on the Mount Rushmore of greatest stories like that he holds in his brain. That yeah. he, if you sit down, think about it. The Showtime Lakers, the Knicks in the 90s, Dwayne Wade and LeBron, like winning the championship with Shaq and Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. He has seen and done so many things. I guarantee you he just has stories on top of stories on top of stories. Yeah, I would also say that he's probably on a Mount Rushmore of, of cool, slick-ass old dudes. Yes. He was a slick-ass young dude. Yeah, but now like, he became a slick-ass old dude. Yeah, he's almost like he's almost younger now that he's old, if that yeah. makes sense. rare to happen. Usually slick-ass young dudes age poorly. Very poorly, yes. yeah. Uh, who do you think is a better old man dancer, him or Mac Brown? <sighs> Mac Brown, damn. Mac Brown, fuck, he's so good at the media shit. Like, the way he was crying after the game, it's like, God damn it, you did it again, Mac. Uh-huh. You fucking did it again. And then his dance, he has not missed a beat on the, how can I get more recruits to UNC? Mm-hmm. Cry about my kids and then dance in the most awkward way possible that's kind of endearing. Yeah, no, he always looks like he's he's a father doing like a 
uh, choreograph father-daughter uh, dance at a wedding. Right. Like the little hand motions that he was doing. Just corny but lovable all at lovable. once. Lovable. Lovable. Yeah. So shout out Mac Brown being back. Um, all right. Next up we have – we already did Talking Tennis. Uh. Mm. Uh. Because mm. – because uh, we're on a collision course said for Federer and uh. Rafa in the finals uh. to once and for all determine who's the GOAT. Uh. Uh, we have bad visual Joe West. He fell on Rajay Davis. Is he okay? Um, he did the move where he actually put more. I had to delete the clip because I'm always scared of the MLB, but I had it up for a while. He, he fell on him, and then to get off of him, he put all of his weight on his lower back. Mm-hmm. And... It, the whole thing was ridiculous because Joe West essentially was saying, I'm too lazy to move three feet when I know there's going to be a play at the plate. Mm-hmm. It's I, Joe West's extremely area. Extremely relatable. Yeah. yeah. He does not give a fuck anymore. I have to imagine if you were to make a list of people that you'd want to fall on you, Joe West would probably be towards the top. Mm-hmm. He feel, it's, he's got a body Whoa. type that like seems like it would like feel kind of nice to have him land on you. Pillowy? Yeah, very pillowy. There should be a Korean massage where it's just they bring Joe West in. I don't know. And then he just like trips and loses his balance and then has to excuse himself and waddle out. The visual of, of Joe West falling on top of you and then like being on top. And he was on no, top you, of him for a while. Yeah, though, you got to go face down. Yeah. That's why you do it on a massage table where you're looking through that But then hole. I don't think Joe West, I think Joe West is like a turtle on its back. Like if Joe West goes to the ground or like a horse, uh-huh. like you can't let a horse or was a cow. Well, if a turtle you get, If too. a cow goes on the ground, you got to kill it not calling That's joe not west true, the cow but, yeah. but when joe if joe west goes all the way to the ground i don't think he's ever getting up again right he just they're bringing out the apron they're putting it around him the, the shower the shower curtain uh-huh. and shooting him like a horse yeah the tarp might be one answer oh, if you just get like another portly guy in like a turtle to just walk over to him and belly up and just roll him over onto his onto his feet again i think that would probably work too that probably would. he just needs somebody with his exact body type to come. he needs right kevin farley to come in and just be like hey stand up Right, right, yeah, just come on. You get I'm going to bump you up. Yeah, yeah, you bump each other up, and then they both end up in the mud, and then, yeah. and then we just a, have to blow up the whole stadium. It's the worst disaster. Because they're just never getting out of there. Uh, all right, last up before we get to hashtag hyphy. I don't even know what we're calling this one. LeBron just – LeBron's an asshole. Let's just go um, just uh, business hour with LeBron. Okay, and I'm sure the LeBron stands will get in my mentions and be like, you, you just hate him, you just hate him, whatever, fine. I do just hate him. He is trademarking Taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Trying. Trying. Trying to. This is the guy who his big inventions, his big ideas, business ideas. Yeah. Talking in a barbershop. Uh, with his friends. With his friends. Space Jam 2. Mm-hmm. Remember when he created Plinko? The greatest game of all time. Mm-hmm. Literally the greatest game on uh, Price is Right. He was like, I'm just going to make, I'm going to call it The Wall and, and put it on ABC. I'm LeBron James. He invented book clubs. He invented book clubs. He invented uh, sommeliers. Sommeliers. Shishing. Yeah. And he has invented now Taco Tuesday, which yeah. has been trademarked by, what was it, Taco John's? I was going to say Competition Tuesday for Coach Com- o. He Does he really think he created this? Yes. Yes. You can trademark Taco Tuesday. Well, he's it, one of those guys where he trademarked. Thinks, he thinks that anything he says, yep. he's doing in a service because it's LeBron. Dave so Portnoy. it's like, yeah. Uh-huh. He's a goat. Yeah. Same guy. Listen, if you scream anything <laughs> loud enough <laughs> into your Instagram stories, it becomes your trademark. If you do it for enough weeks in a row. I don't know how you LeBron people wake up in the morning. Let me just say that as nicely as possible. With a bunch of rings. as Only three. Yeah, a bunch. Not a bunch. A bunch of rings. A bunch would imply more than th- three is a few. 
yeah, and a bunch you, you of had to endorse some, some brutal, brutal finals losses. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not endorsing his finals losses. Finals but, losses. But what I am endorsing is the fact that he owns getting a haircut and eating tacos. Yes. He's, Hanging I, out in a barbershop with your friends and eating Mexican food I, is property of LeBron James. And it seems like that's I'm actually just describing DJ Khaled's life. Do you 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 know how like when you go into a pitch and you're they always say like don't compare it to something else that's really good. Yeah, like don't be like, hey, I got Uber for scooters. Uh huh. LeBron just goes into a pitch. He's like, I got Plinko. I got Plinko. But I said it. Yeah, I, I got Plinko. That's <laughs> that's it. That's the end of the pitch. Uh huh. I actually wouldn't put it past LeBron to be like in a business meeting. This is Uber, but for tacos. <laughs> On Tuesdays. Where, where you make, but you can only order on Tuesdays. It's a gig economy where everyone out there is their own chef, and they're all making their own tacos. God damn it. I love it. All right. Last up, we have a hashtag hyphy. So, oh, by the way, we're going to have a show tomorrow, so back-to-back shows. We're going to do uh, – we have Jerry Ferrara, uh, Turtle. You might know him as Turtle. Awesome interview. And also, we're going to recap Hard Knocks, the season finale. Speaking of back-to-back, PFT, we haven't talked about this since uh, since last week, so I don't know if you've – You've cooled down on it, but is that diss track still happening? Oh, yeah, the diss track oh, yeah, is coming. Wrote yeah, it, good he, call. I wrote it on Friday. It. So, yes, I'm continuing my battle against Drake, even though he did write the seminal lyric of our generation, Imagine If I Never Met the Broskies. Mm-hmm. That was good, and I mentioned that in my song, Tip of the Cap, Drake, but I'm coming out his ass. And I wrote, I basically... You better be ready. I, I murdered heard some him. of it. I, I heard some I of it. I murdered him. Like, he's dead. He's already dead. I haven't even laid it down yet. I almost feel bad putting Drake out of business like this. I need a fumble. That's not it happened in Stanford Northwestern when it when I didn't need one. Hank, when are we going to put out back to back? Friday. Friday. Okay, nice little treat taking you into NFL weekend. I like it. I like it. I love it. Um. Okay. Hashtag hyphy. So imagine if Drake responds. What, what, does he have one of those lame Twitter? It would be the first. His time. Instagram handle is uh. What, oh sh- damn, Hank. Oh yeah, you get got him. him. Get him, Hank. <laughs> Was he is he Champagne Poppy mm-hmm. on on Twitter? Like, too? You don't know. I don't think. Uh, is he uh, that uh, Champagne Poppy guy? <laughs> yeah, I saw <laughs> somebody know. say that. Yeah, you know. He doesn't tweet. All <laughs> I'm saying is, the second family was mentioned a lot in, oh, in the damn. lyrics that I wrote. You went there a lot. You yeah. went there. Um, that's <laughs> dude. That's you broke bro code. Yeah, I did big time. Well, I mean, you can say it about Bartolo Colon. You can say it about Drake. That's true. Uh, all right, hashtag hyphy. So I think when we created this, it was just explain a hashtag. And uh, right now there's a hashtag trending called things we should cancel. So LeBron. No. Yes. Taco Tuesday. Dude, if you cancel LeBron, you also cancel tacos. You realize Yeah, this. and making fun of LeBron. Uh-huh. True. So we can't do that. Yeah. No, I'm right, Hank. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you would miss it. We all would miss it. Uh, I want to cancel comedy specials because I'm sick of – people telling me i haven't even seen the Chappelle special mm-hmm. but i know it's i know i'm not supposed to like it or i am supposed like yeah. i don't i just want to watch a comedy special and laugh but now it's become something that i have to have a very strong opinion about oh yeah whichever way you respond to it then you fall you're that guy on whatever side of the argument there's like no gray area what's i watched it i thought it was okay oh am i allowed to say it was okay oh, no or, dude it was okay i don't think so the parts that he's getting criticized for it's. It was kind of weird how he handled some of it, where basically for half the show he was like, I'm going to say some stuff that people are going to get mad at me for saying, but I'm going to say it right He's now. He's going to go there. Oh, you I'm, did permission yeah, to go yeah, there. Yeah, permission to go there, which is like a, a weird way to frame it. If you're going to tell jokes and not be afraid to go there, then the jokes need to be really, really, really funny. Yes. And sometimes they were, sometimes they weren't. I thought it was okay. I is just, that okay for me to think no. that? No. It was like, 
I'm exactly 50 50. No, it. you're not. It's not okay. So I'm I'm ready to cancel comedy specials. And I don't want to do comedy anymore. Okay. Just forget about it. When did we start? It's not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. Um, what else do you, what do you, what I'd, you got? I'd like to cancel. Well, I'm told that we already are canceling Christian Girl Autumn. Is that true? I was getting all set for it. I got some lip gloss. I got some riding boots. Mm-hmm. I got some nice big jeans, hat. big hat, some scarves. But I'm told that Christian Girl Autumn is getting canceled. Okay. No, fine. is that news to you? I don't want yeah, to. It it's not something I want to. Because I've heard Fuckboy Falls happening. Oh, nice. What about what about uh, Hot, Hot Boy Summer? Are we just going to roll that? Yeah, we can roll I that. Still got that a rolls, hotness. That rolls left. into Fuckboy Fall. Yeah, I didn't use all my hotness up. Um, what about, uh, I was thinking September, where ooh. we just take a lot of, we eat a lot of Tums. I like that. Avoid heartburn. I like that. Be responsible. Um, how about hurricanes? Just cancel. If we canceled hurricanes, maybe that's really the idea. Fuck putting ice in mm-hmm. the Air Force. Just cancel them on Twitter. I think it's it's like an ecosystem thing, though. What? You take away hurricanes, then the whole world crumbles. That's true. Is that how is that how does that work? I, that's just my he's understanding. Right. Flooding no, and right. erosion. Everything he just said is right. Okay, Hank's right. Uh, what if what if we stopped naming hurricanes and we stopped giving them the distinction of uh, of having like a proper name? Or they I feel should... like we're giving hurricanes too much of the spotlight when all they're doing is just destroying everything. We should just call them evil storm. They should mm. they should have put the names for hurricanes up for auction and then all that money goes to fighting the hurricane. Yes. Oh, but then companies that's a GoFundMe. Yes, companies no, but companies will bid with each other to be like hurricane progressive. Hurricane awareness month. Do you really think that like a, a company like would want their name associated with a storm that's I mean, gonna kill people? How many impressions are has is No, they're anti hurricane. No such thing as bad press. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, kind of. Okay, because then it's all, all the money is going to then hurricane relief. So it's like, yeah. uh, you're actually you're you know you're helping. What if you yeah. just named hurricanes like if, if you were to able name a hurricane after your ex? Mm. That'd be that pretty works. sick too. What if we did the windmill thing and it was a text? You know, it's like text to this number for a dollar to the Red Cross. If you texted it and then the text message controlled the windmills. So every time you, you hit text it, it, it windmills. Why don't we hook up every single Peloton bike in the world? Correct to an anti-hurricane. I'd kill that hurricane myself. Yeah, an anti-hurricane like giant leaf blower. Yeah, um, I want to cancel scooters, bird scooters, all of them. Razor scooters. I'm kind of done with them because they're just ever... intimidating. Yeah, they're fun, but they're also intimidating, and I just. I don't know. I, I'm I'm done with them. Mm-hmm. I'm done with them. Well, we don't have I'm them like here. Mr. Portnoy now. Yeah, we don't have them here, which is good. I feel like I've seen, dude. In Brooklyn, they have actual motorcycles you can rent. There's a black market for that. Doesn't scooters? seem safe. No, I no, don't it's like it's that. it's like Vespas. You can rent a Vespa. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that. It's at crazy. All. Um, yeah, that's, I, I like canceling those. Okay, bird scooters, scooters canceled. It's canceled. Um, I'm gonna cancel. I'm just going to cancel Kirk Cousins. I'm mad at him. Okay. And Doug Gottlieb. And Doug Gottlieb. Unless he's no, a ball boy. He's, yeah, he's one of those where you want to keep him around so you can say, he's here's a bad guy. Okay. Um, anything else? I think that's good. We should cancel. Yeah. So do a we. What is it? By the way. Hashtag we, things we should cancel. When this ends up going out, people are going to be. The hashtags will be over. It's one of those hashtags that was funny first. And then people made it very political. Not if you listen to it right when we put the show out. Yeah. Which then you, you be can doing cancel anyways. anything. Yeah. Oh. Also, uh, speaking of canceling scooters, I know that Austin has a real scooter problem, a really bad scooter problem. I'm going to be in Austin on Wednesday night. Oh, nice. Come that out was to, a seamless yeah, plug. Come out to Eastside Tavern. <laughs> come to Eastside Tavern. Should, We're doing a power hour of the Hard Factor Boys. Uh, will you, for me, will you kick over at least three scooters? Absolutely. Okay, thank you. 
Appreciate that. And I'll hide some of them, too. And uh, you'll be back because we're doing a live stream uh, at the FanDuel Sportsbook for Thursday Night Football. That's true. Bears-Packers. Very true. Uh, NFL 100. Get ready. Even though I'm wearing an NFL 75 hat. That's fine. You're just supporting the entire continuum of NFL football. Right. I have all the, all the time from zero to 100. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Love you guys. That episode of Part of My Take was brought to you by Figs. I think there's something all of us can agree on. Nurses, doctors, dentists, and people who work in medicine and healthcare are pretty awesome. And all of us can think of a time when a medical professional helped us or a family member. These amazing people dedicate their lives to caring for and serving others. Shouldn't these amazing people wear scrubs that make them feel good? 
I sure think so. What these amazing people do every day is more than a job, and what they wear is more than a uniform. They should wear scrubs that help them feel good and perform at their best. Well, Figs has them covered. Figs is an amazing company that's making scrubs stylish and functional for the people who deserve it the most. For years, doctors, nurses, dentists, and other awesome medical professionals were forced to wear scratchy, ill-fitting scrubs. Not only were they ugly and uncomfortable, but they weren't designed with innovative technical properties to protect and hold life-saving tools. Well, guess what? Figs creates the highest quality medical apparel so that medical professionals look their best, feel their best, and perform their best every day. Every set of figs is antimicrobial. It protects from germs, protects from bacteria, ridiculously soft. It's moisture wicking and features four-way stretch. Figs are made with yoga waistbands and come in a variety of styles from classic straight legs to joggers and skinny styles. They give back at Figs, and you can too. Every time you shop at Figs, they give scrubs to healthcare providers in need around the world through their Threads for Threads initiative. To date, Figs has donated hundreds of thousands of sets of scrubs in over 35 countries. And speaking of giving, Figs makes great gifts for the lifesavers in your life. Figs gift cards are available right now. So next time your doctor, your nurse, your dentist, your dermatologist, your pediatrician, whoever it is, saves the day, tell them thank you by sending them Figs. So whether you're one of the awesome humans that works in healthcare or you know somebody that does, Figs is going to make it really easy to get some great gear to these life-saving folks, these deserving folks. They're going to provide you with 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off your first purchase using promo code TAKE. Get ready to love your scrubs. Go to wearfigs.com, that's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com, enter promo code TAKE at checkout. We love figs, and you will too.